0: This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath, where drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. We take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time in the Word with the Lord, and then we come down to the studios here at Merritt Island Campus, East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever we're going in the chapter. I keep saying we because we do this in uh, with, with with lots of help. My help today is Pastor Mark Cook. How you doing, Pastor Mark?
0: I'm good, Pastor Dan. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Good to have you with me, brother. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm moving my mic around. I'm being very careful not to touch the microphone. Don't touch the mic. Use the hand, the <laughs>
1: arm, the mic, the boom arm.
0: Boom. If you don't touch the if you
1: if you do that, it's yeah. It's, there's no boom. But anyway, we. uh what do you think over there, young fella? I think you guys are funny. Yeah, thank you. Did you just touch your mic to move? It? I sounded. I heard
0: it. I, no. th- I think you just touched <laughs> your no. mic. Yes, sir.
1: <laughs> oh, it's a running joke around here. We've. It's hard not to touch your mic, and so sometimes when we feel like it needs to be adjusted, we do that. But it makes a it makes a mic noise on the air, and our dear, wonderful, tremendous helper Nick here is trying to do such a good job. He's trying to clean up all of our. He messes. Admon-
0: he admonishes us to excellence. Well,
1: yeah, exactly, which is what he's <laughs> supposed to do, and he's he's our he cleans up our messes. Whatever we mess up, he fixes, so we appreciate that, man. Thank you, Nick. No problem.
0: Anyway, welcome. Tell tell folks how to get involved, Pastor Mark. Yeah, we want you to join us and, and be on the show with us. Uh, yes. Like Pastor Dan said, this is a drive-time devotion, so uh, you can know what chapter of the Bible we're going to read. Uh, typically, what we do is we read a chapter of the Bible. Uh, we read it the night before, we read it the morning of, and then we come on uh, the air and, and read it on the air. So you need to know what chapter the that's going to be. I'm repeating what you said, Pastor Dan. I apologize. Uh, I just got flowing. So if you go to our app, our East Coast app, uh, you can get to the podcast link, which will take you to Morning Breath page, and you will find the Morning Breath uh, guide on that page. You can also find that on our website, eccc.us, and of course you can call the office, 452-1060, and we can mail or email you a Morning Breath guide. What we're doing uh, right now is yeah. we're in the middle of our devotional, and so Good. if you're following along with our, our 21 days of prayer and fasting and the devotional that we've prepared for you, uh, we're, our Morning Breath is following the devotion, so we're not following a book of the Bible like we usually do. We're jumping all around, depending on what the devotional Yeah, it's just not like
1: going through the full book, one yeah. through two. Well, in this case, we're in, actually, we jumped to First Thessalonians 5, yeah. and so that's a chapter we're reading. It's what, day 10, Nick? Is that right? Day 10? Day 10. Of our fasting time, 21 days. It's awesome. Been a wonderful thing. Uh, we got to, uh, f- you know, go early last week, and then we went out to our new property in Vieira and prayed Monday of this week, and so... uh we're, uh, we're it's, it's good. I don't know. It, the reason we do this, and this isn't like, hey, look at us, we're fasting. Uh, look at us, we need fasting, <laughs> yeah. is more what this is about. Life is, uh, kind of tries to beat you down, tries to push you down and keep you from, you know, staying fresh in your relationship with God. The holidays have a lot of busyness. And so the reason we do this is because we need it. We need to get closer to God. We need to have some time of direction and pressing into his presence. and
0: It helps to do it together.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, it does. It's just like this the one today, really, I don't know, it's a very, very good devotion today. And I don't know that I've ever thought about this phrase, the way that it's related in this devotion today. Pretty, pretty stinking cool. I wrote down really good three exclamation points. So really enjoyed that part. And it's a great chapter of the Bible. Anyway, we probably should get in there.
0: Yeah, well, do we, is there anything else we need to talk about? TNT is going to Rock Double. the Universe Ooh, uh, this Friday. Wow. So they're meeting at the church at 3 p.m. So if you're registered for Rock the Universe, got your tickets and all that, you can meet up here. Um, you could probably jump on. Is there anything on the website about that, Nick, that you know of? Yes. Okay, good. So you guys can jump on our website and find out more about that as <laughs> yeah. well. Um, and then we've got baptism services this weekend, um, yeah. so we want you to get baptized. If you've made a profession of faith in Jesus, man, get baptized and make that declaration. We're going to be doing it in every service uh, this weekend, so make sure that you, you can jump onto our uh, webpage, eccc.us, and go to slash events, and you can register to get baptized there. Awesome. Awesome. Good advice. I leaned over my mic and Nick, I'll have to fix that. But anyway, moving
1: right along. Let's read it. We got First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, got 28 verses. It's a little different layout, though, because of the way those all those little shorty verses are. Yeah. So I'm actually going to pick uh, sort of uh, the same amount of Scripture. So I'm going to read actually through verse 11. And let you take the rest of it. Would that work for you? Sounds Pastor? like a plan.
0: Let's do it. All right. I get you started, Pastor Dan. I say, and you read,
1: sir. New King James. Yes. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. As labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You're all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the day or of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep sleep at night and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation." For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just
0: as you are also doing. Verse 12, And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, Warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read to all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. 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 Got a double I love amen that double there. one. You got it. Um.
1: The The devotion today is on uh, Never Stop Praying, and that's from the New Living Translation. In, in ours, it says pray without ceasing. And uh, the the whole kind of context of the devotion today, we're not going to read the whole devotion, but was uh, the person, how they related to hearing this the first time and getting a bit dumbfounded and feeling like prayer would become a tiresome chore and and hard to maintain all the time. And the truth is, I don't know anybody that prays without ceasing in a practical, physical, absolute sense. And if the scripture tells us to do that and no one has ever appeared to do that, including watching Jesus, you know, watching his life and watching how he conducted himself and what he involved himself in. And sometimes he was sleeping. (laughs) Sometimes he was, you know, preaching. Sometimes he was listening. Sometimes he was, you know, walking just all sorts of you know life stuff that Jesus ran into but what the the person in the devotion brought out was that it's like a conversation with their wife they're not constantly talking to their spouse but when they talk their their conversation is always a continual uh conversation it continues like I talked to her to, this morning and then I talked to her at 10 and then I talk to her a little bit later, and it's all part of our conversing of life. And so our conversation with our spouses should never cease. Does that mean we never stop talking to our spouse? No, I don't think it does. And I really like that example that hit me almost immediately was, I have a friend who's a missionary in Guatemala, Mike Black. He actually is the guy who won me to the Lord, shared the gospel with me the first time that I really responded and uh, I don't see him very often. You know, he's in Guatemala, and I don't go to Guatemala that much, or he doesn't come back here that much. But when we do, it's like never left. You know, we pick up in our conversation, in our friendship, in our love for one another in incredible ways. I, and, and it really reminded me of this. Now, God doesn't want us to be as a far apart as Mike and I are or as infrequent as Mike and I are. But I don't know. Is that good English? Mike and I is Mike and I is. Mike, you know, Mike and I are. OK, yeah. good. And uh, so that I, I don't want to give that impression like eh, it doesn't matter when you talk to God. And if you just do it twice a year, it's fine. But I am saying that it's the same sort of sense I got from what the writer was trying to get across in the in the devotion is that we our our conversation with god is without ceasing we're in an ongoing living conversation with god and we pick up where we left off
0: well it's, it's like just this. the sense of his presence You know, it's it's getting past the idea that prayer has to look like a certain thing, uh, and you know, not on your knees. Yeah, Yeah. you don't have to be religious about it. God is he is ever present. Um, He is with us all the time, and he is always there for us to just have a conversation with. Whatever you're thinking about, you can you can verbalize those thoughts to the Lord. You know, I I think about just walking from one building to the other here on campus. Yes. And your thoughts, you're thinking about things. You're thinking about what you need to do. You're thinking about people. Whatever that looks like, and you can just talk to the Lord about it. And you know, Lord, I man, I just Thank you for giving me this opportunity, Lord. This is what I'm thinking about, and as the thoughts are going through their, your head, you just begin to express those to the Lord. It's just a, and 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 it's a great way to think about it. Think about it as if the Lord was a friend just walking next to you, because He is. He's walking, yeah, but He's good. living within you. But if you if you picture prayer as the Lord is just right there with you, walking next to you in everything that you're doing, then that constant conversation becomes a lot easier. It doesn't have to be this formal. Dear God in heaven, mm. it's just God has called us friend. Uh, he has called us sons and daughters. How would you talk to your dad? Would you talk to your dad, oh, father? No, you wouldn't be, hey, dad, here's what I'm thinking. And you can have that that kind of, and God, is his heart is that we would have that kind of a relationship with him. That's what he desires, and that's where there's so much, the, that's where the intimacy with God really comes from and where you can really begin to understand him as a father and, and as a friend who is there for you and who wants to lead you into victory. Yeah, it's
1: a great picture. And I think even, you know, uh, was it last week we did uh, John 14 about uh, my peace I leave with you, really powerful verse. And when Jesus tells us that my peace I leave with you, not as the world gives, do I give you, uh, he's talking about the next thing that he says that right after talking about the Holy Spirit. And really what he's saying there is, look, I I'm going to be walking with you through the person of the Holy Spirit all the time. And that's how you're going to have peace. And that's how you're going to have the love of God shed abroad in your hearts by the Holy Spirit. We can go on and on through all the fruit of the Spirit or whatever part it was. But it comes right back to that constant presence of God in our lives. We are not alone. I will never leave you nor forsake you is a a promise that's incredible. And so the conversation can always Be available to you. You know, one of the definitions of the word for without ceasing is um is a hacking cough. Hmm. You know, that that is just sort of always under the surface there. That it's and I think it's interesting that it's used in that context in the Greek language of a hacking cough that that, you know, I'm not picking on anybody out there, but that smoker's cough that won't go away and it's always there basically saying whenever you wanted to, you could cough because it's always sort of irritated and feels that way. Well, not from an irritation or a bad way or a negative way. We should always, the spirit of God is always on the inside, prompting us conversation Mm. and communion with God. You know, what do you think about that? I I feel like God says that to me quite a bit. You know, how how do you feel about that? Why does that make you feel that way? You know, what do you need to do about that? And it's not, I find that when I'm talking to God, my focus isn't on others, what they're doing or not doing or saying or not saying. My focus is more on what do you want me to say, Lord, or what, you know, how should I respond in this situation? And yeah, that wasn't too good. What what would have been better? And next time, how can I do that? And, you know, that's sort of walking that out. You know, one other thing I'd say about that real quick. Do you want to add anything to that before I move forward? On the prayer thing? Yeah. Yeah, I would
0: would just throw on, it says, in everything give thanks. Pray without ceasing, comma, in everything give thanks. And that kind of ties, that takes me back to Philippians 4, 6. And that's another, it's just another element of, how do I pray all the time? Um, In everything give thanks? I just lost my job. I'm supposed to give thanks that I lost my job? No, but. Do you understand that Jesus has done a finished work and provided everything that you need? So even when you don't see the need met, you thank him for what the word says. Yes, good. Lord, I thank you that you've already provided for me. Lord, I thank you that, man, they told me i got to go to the hospital, but I thank you that you are my healer. Yes. And so if you can begin to take that and say, man, if I can just give thanks to God for what Jesus has done in every situation, it makes praying a lot easier, and it really will change your perspective on whatever life's throwing at you.
1: that's uh, really good. I, I always looked at it this way, too, Mark, when it says in verse 18, in everything give thanks. It doesn't say for everything. And so there's a little bit of difference in the thinking there. Oh, I thank you for my sickness. No, like you said, you you thank God in it. Lord, I'm in it, but I believe by his stripes we were healed. And so I thank you for my healing. And so in and for are a little bit different. I know there is another spot where it does say for everything. And so we need to be careful we don't twist that. But in this case, it says in everything, and so that helps me to think a little bit different. Okay, I'm in it, but it's not my portion. I don't have to stay here. I'm in the world, but not of the world, is what how Scripture puts it in some cases. So I may be in a situation, but it doesn't. Ha- I'm not of that. Yeah. That's not who, my, my kingdom or my family. You know, the other thing I think this might be saying that goes along with what you said there, Mark, is pray without ceasing. One of the ways I've looked at this. Is this is a great example of really an attitude in prayer all the way. Rejoice always. Well, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Uh, Pray without ceasing. Okay, I'm never going to stop believing you, Lord. And then it says in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God, Christ Jesus. So think about it this way. When you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have it. So if I pray and believe that I receive, my next response to receiving is thank you thank you for that, Lord. I just prayed for, let's say, healing in my body, even though I don't feel it in my body yet. When I pray, I believe that I receive. So I thank God for what I received, even though I don't feel it yet. And let me back up to pray without ceasing. So what does that mean? I never stop holding on to what I prayed that day.
0: Mm.
1: That's another way to pray without ceasing. I prayed and believed for the salvation of all my children. I'm never letting go of that prayer. I'm always I I pray that without ceasing, not that I currently am saying those words again, but I have never let go in faith to that prayer. And so that's another way to look at praying without ceasing. And so, well, don't don't you pray over that every day? No, actually, I don't. I thank God sometimes daily. Thanks for. Thanks for my son's salvation. Thanks for my daughter's salvation. Thanks for, you know, I thank him because it says in here and everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. I don't have to pray it again because I prayed it and I believed I received it. So yeah. now I thank him for it. So I think it's a pretty good roadmap for, you know, prayer in that respect too. Come in with an attitude of rejoicing. Give your prayer and don't give up on it then begin to thank God for the answer.
0: Thank you, Lord, for it. So it fits that way, too. I think it's pretty cool. And it's uplifting. That kind of prayer, when you can pray with thanksgiving, it, it changes your attitude. A lot of times we go into prayer out of a sense of need or maybe even desperation. But if you can go into prayer with that, and begin to be thankful for what God is doing and has already done, you can emerge from prayer feeling much more uplifted than you did when you went in. Absolutely. That'll change, that'll change your whole day.
1: Absolutely. And, and then it says, do not quench the Spirit. And I know that this could mean a lot of different things, but if you go into it with the attitude you spoke of, Mark, of you know, just the desperation or the pain or the supplication or any of that, you can end up quenching the Spirit a little bit. When you pray and you believe that you receive, you, that should excite you a little bit. Yeah, You should kind of bubble up, you know, and begin to let the spirit kind of jump around. That should spark hope and, yes. you know, all sorts of things on the inside. Don't go, yeah, but, you know, it's still tough, and I'm going to go get somebody else to pray with me. And st- You're not supposed to stay in that, oh, my God, we need help zone without having any impact in the spirit hit your life at some point, if you're going to pray and believe God and believe his word, that should produce something in your life. Besides this is so hard. Yeah. It should produce. And you know, good things happen from there. And, and one other thing, it says, test all things, hold fast to what is good. How do you do that? How do you test all things and hold fast? That was good for me. I think the answer to it is the word. When I'm going to test things, I, I hold it up against the word. It's just like, you know, when you get this idea, oh, you should give something to that missionary. Get behind me, Satan. I got news for you. Satan isn't into giving stuff to missionaries. Yeah. I test that with the word, and the word of God's pretty clear. I need to help and support people in that situation. You know, oh, I feel kind of excited. I know I, I've, I've been with people in, in horrible situations literally horrible. In fact, I'm dealing with one right now where a relative in our family's 29 year old son died of alcohol poisoning. And how do you deal with that? How do you, how do you turn around one day and your healthy, you know, vibrant son is gone because of alcohol poisoning? That's hard. But you know, in the midst of that, when God begins to try to spark a some joy when you think of a memory of your son that that's, makes you happy, gives you joy, you don't, you test that with the word. Let the spirit rise on that. God doesn't want you to stay in, in mourning forever. And it's all right to smile about something funny your son said, even though he's gone now. It's all right to, to think of, you know, the smell of his hair and that give you joy not, you know, uh, anguish in that situation. There's going to be a turning uh, from from darkness to light. There's going to be a turning from mourning and sorrow to joy. And don't quench that. Let that rise up. And God can rise up even in the the most horrible situations in our life with joy and yeah. peace and hope and and faith that you know someday i'll see him again and someday you know we'll we'll be reunited if you know jesus yeah. and all
0: that and that's where i think being thankful has so much power there and in my own experience in my own life if i go to giving thanks to god for what jesus has already done no matter what's going on in my life if i'll just stay there you start what you do is you start rehearsing victories and basically you just start preaching to yourself uh, as, you're, as you're praying that way, and, yep. and it, it is going to lift you up. I mean, we're repeating a little bit of what we said. I know you want to go to another subject, but I just no, want no, re- okay. to reiterate that. Man, if you can pray in thanks with the understanding that Jesus has done a finished work and begin to rehearse that victory over whatever circumstance you're facing, it will cause the Spirit in you to rise up.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, verse 24, if this doesn't excite you a little bit, I don't know what to do with you. He who calls you is faithful, who will also do it. I mean, that to me, and if you put this in that prayer context of when I pray, believe that I receive, so now I'm walking around thanking God for it, then he kind of sums it all up with saying, he who calls you is faithful who will also do it. And what's that mean? Well, are you saved? Yes. And God miraculously did that. He fixed you. He changed you. He gave you a new spirit. You're born again in the same way that he was faithful to do that. He's faithful to do whatever else you're praying for, and then Paul jumps on board here and says, "You guys pray for us." I got excited telling you about praying and how good it is, <laughs> and you should pray. Hey, by the way, pray for us too because this stuff works and it's powerful. Yeah. And I'd like, I'd like to get a little of that too. Yeah. And I thought that was a cool thing that if you looked at this as a regular conversation. From Paul, instead of sometimes I don't do that. I look at it in a different sense. But in a regular conversation, as Paul got excited about prayer and talked about all the cool things that happened in prayer in your life, he thought, huh, "Don't forget to pray for us too, because yeah. we could use a little of that in our lives." And so I thought that was fun too.
0: Yeah, getting the jolt from the Holy Spirit, man. Just and and yeah, I, my wife has told me that before. My wife has said, "You know what? Um, I can tell that you're not praying for me like you like you normally do." Oh. You know, and it's like, oh, finger in the ribs there, but it's like, you know, she's like, you know, if I'm struggling with something yeah. um, when you're praying for me I can feel that lift and then when I don't feel it lift it makes me wonder and yeah. you know what a lot of times she's right oh, oh. you know what I hate that no. <laughs> but, that's, but hey it's a great it's a great reminder to me because a lot of times when we that's pray good. we kind of get self-focused and so but man it's powerful so always uh, always leave it to my wife to bring in some some great wisdom <laughs> into my life and give me some good direction uh, right now we're going to direct over to uh, a little break and we'll be right back you are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a Fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned
1: and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your Associate's, Bachelor's, and Master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131.
0: And our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321 403 1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our
1: Morning Breath family. My friend Mike Green and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45. With a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages, East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning, Morning Gretchen. Morning, Morning, Welcome back, everybody. Uh, verse 9 says, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ.
0: That's amazing, isn't it? Yes. I mean, when you it's people cool think verse. about God as being this angry God, they think about, so you know, cool. the, we see a lot of the wrath of God in the Bible in the Old Testament. We see that that's pretty, pretty devastating stuff. But you know what? We see the wrath of God on Jesus when he was at the cross. Yes, And when we see that, that means that it doesn't come on us, and it says in it says in um, in Romans that uh, how much more are we saved from wrath through Jesus? Uh, God did not appoint us to wrath. God's anger is not being poured out on the earth. The Bible says that God was in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins against them. You can look at your own life, you can look at the lives of anyone around you and see sin and see destruction maybe sometimes, but God is not counting that against people. God has poured out his wrath and judgment on Jesus, and we are not appointed to that. We are appointed to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, there I'm going to jump in. I got, I got to yeah. jump
1: in and say something. You used two words there. You said judgment and wrath, and it's true. That word wrath actually is just judgment, mm. and so judgment is not on you or me for sin anymore. It's on Jesus, and I think that helps people because that wrath just sounds like God's angry. Yeah, but there is going to be a judgment on sin. Yes, if you don't receive Jesus, don't. man will receive it, and that'll be on the second coming of the Lord. But we don't receive that because we've received.
0: His peace, you, his Jesus. grace.
1: Oh my gosh, it's good stuff.
0: Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.